In today's episode, we're speaking to Kerry Norley. Kerry is the wealth alchemist. She helps you to recondition the way you interact with money and wealth. She helps you to magnetize, hold, and grow your wealth so that you can move into the new wealth paradigm. Carrie is the author and has just written a book called The New Wealth, Magnetize Abundance, Hold Your Wealth and Leave a Legacy, which will be out soon. So let's speak to Carrie and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And I'm so excited. We've got Carrie Nolly. Welcome, Carrie. Hi, Gul. It's so good to be here. I'm so excited because Carrie, I mean, I, I love all our guests to come here, but Carrie is a fellow money enthusiast. So she's also a money coach. And I love talking to somebody else who's as passionate about money as I am. So I'm super excited to share her journey here today. So welcome, Carrie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. And I too love talking to other money mindset people. I think, I mean, as we've already, as we've already in the short time that we've known each other discussed, like, I love that, you know, differing opinions can bring such amazing insights. And like, yeah. I always love that when you get to have these conversations, even if it's like, it always sparks something new inside of me yeah. or it reminds me of something new. I'm like, oh, or it challenges me in one of my beliefs. Yep. And I love, because there's no right or wrong to this. And there I think isn't. it's so there important isn't. to say that. Like, yeah. Yeah. there's no right or wrong in any way that we do money mindset stuff. And so mm -hmm. it's really fascinating to get to talk to other people in the way that we show up for this. So exactly. Exactly. And I, I completely agree. And I, you're, I think we're always learning and always developing. And if you have the idea that I know it all, you have already lost the plot, right? So we're always constantly learning. And it's always, guess, it's always great to sort of bounce the ideas and sort of learn. But we're going to do that on another episode. We're going to have you back, Carrie, teaching us this on Money Talkies. So that's what probably can have a real on, full on discussion. But today we're celebrating you. We're talking about your journey. I know you've had an incredible journey in the short span of time that I've known you and I've, I've done some research you, you've done phenomenal stuff, but you've had your issues, which is what we're going to discuss today. So hopefully people out there, these entrepreneurs can get inspiration from you and can realize that if you can overcome those obstacles and get to where you are now, which is amazing, then mm. they can too. So start off first, I mean, I've sort of, it's sort of introduced you kind of in the way that, you know, you're a money coach, but tell us what exactly is it that you do? So basically exactly what you said. So ultimately what I actually really love to focus on is wealth. Hmm. So I think there's a different energy between money and wealth. I agree. I agree. Yes. And for me, uh, yes, money is a part of wealth. Uh, and it comes to me because the fact that I'll just start telling a little bit about my story that'll explain a lot about what I do. Hmm. Um, it came from a very successful, wealthy family. And I love being able to help people shift into the energy of that overflow of abundance and wealth. And mm -hmm. so many people who did not come from this have so much 
as we know in Money Mindset Work, so many triggers around how bad yeah. money is. Mm -hmm. And so I love being able to be a voice for the fact that money isn't a bad thing. Wealth isn't a bad thing. Overflow is an amazing thing. And we get to serve and contribute and leave a grander legacy the more money that we have. Agreed. And I love the energy around wealth as well in like this expansiveness where I think mm -hmm. money is, it's a piece of it. It's a piece of it, right? And so ultimately what I love doing is helping people to shift their multiple layers of it, shift their money blocks around money and wealth. Um, but then also like the places that I've been loving playing as well is around people who are already making money and they're wanting to also learn. And it's funny because you're talking to Victor about it on mm -hmm. your on one of your podcasts, um, learning then how to become investors. Mm -hmm. Because so often when we're in our business, we're so focused, like a narrow tunnel vision on our business. I know I've been here too. And then we outsource the financial wealth creation mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. And we actually give our sovereignty away from our wealth creation and our way to leverage our money that we're actually making. And so then what happens is people start when they start to have their business, they start start to bring in money and then it goes out the back door. They have no way of actually figuring out how to grow their money and have it work for them. And so for me, one of my favorite things to do is help people figure out how to shift the energy, because again, it's another shift. Like when we first have that first mindset shift, I think like when we're first starting in business or we're first working with money, we have that first mindset shift around, um, making it. Mm -hmm. And then the next piece comes to like holding and growing it yes. and not holding in like a contractive way. That's like, Oh my God, I'm scarcity and I'm never going to yeah. get it again. Yeah. But like holding onto it to grow it, to be able to, to really live into a more, I say opulent life. Um, and then financial sovereignty. One of the things I love doing as well around, I'm actually doing a three-day training this weekend in the, uh, to, to really be able to take people through the digital currency. So into decentralized finance, which is another really, it's like a little subsection of crypto, of crypto mm -hmm. and help people create unstoppable portfolios in the crypto space, in this DeFi space. So I'm super excited because to me, one of the things that I also um, think is really important to look at when we look at money right now and wealth right now and creation with all this crypto space, there are so many things coming out now that are like the quick fix, get rich type Mm. things that are being pushed into the world for it. Yeah. And to me, I mean, like in, Victor said it in the last one too, like this long-term, like look at the picture, find something, figure out actually how you are going, like what does it mean to have this portfolio? What does it mean to hold yeah. your wealth? How do you actually do this in an educated way? Not just throwing darts at a wall and hoping, because I've done that one too. Let's talk about things that we've done that we've learned lessons from. <laughs> Did that one too. Did not make money on that path. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, done that too, my love. So <laughs> because Who has it? it's all part of the learning process and you've lost quite a lot of money. I'm thinking, uh-oh, that was in the wrong way. <laughs> but well, anyway. I'm starting to look at, I'm starting to reframe my mind about it. I didn't mm -hmm. lose it. I spent it in a way that I never got it back. <laughs> but I, 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 I've reframed it, it already. Lesson, so, right? Yeah, so I've reframed it as an expensive, <laughs> it was an expensive, an expensive lesson. lesson. But it was a lesson, so I, I definitely I take I take that on board. All right, so start with let's start on your journey. Now, so you you said you've come from a wealthy home. So then, how did you go from being you know in a you know, did you become did you go into um, having the wealth and then just building it, or did you, you know what happened in your journey? Start with the, with that. So it's been a big journey because one of the things and one of the reasons I'm so passionate about teaching it now is because there's not very many people in the world who are teaching people who've come from wealth how to actually do anything well, to do with your money mindset. Yeah. And it's very different because the 
the reasons that you have the problems, they're the, they come to the same problems. I'm not good enough. I'm not valuable. Yes. I'm not worthy. I don't know how to do this. All of that is still the same underlying mm. issues that we're dealing with, but they come from a different place. So when I would go into all the money mindset trainings, I was like, but I don't think rich people are bad. I don't think money is bad. I don't think mm. it's the root of all evil. I don't have any of that with me mm. because it's not my belief. Mm. And so it took me like over a decade honestly, mm. to really start to figure things out. And when my grandmother died three years ago, um, she started, excuse me, she actually, my uncle started looking through all of the pictures in her basement mm. and all these pictures started coming out and all these stories started coming out. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, so all this money mindset work I'd been doing, like I couldn't get to the root of anything mm. because I didn't actually understand what my big stuff was. And as these stories started to come out, I was like, that's why. So my grandmother was, and that, not that I didn't know it, but my grandmother was um, so beautifully. So my grandfather had a car dealership. He was uh, the number one car dealer, Chevrolet dealer in the world, mm -hmm. sold 1 million cars from 1936 to 1986. Mm -hmm. And he was a huge part of the growth of the automotive industry. When he started his business and my grandmother started, um, when they got together, he, she had actually graduated from the University of Chicago as um, in business school and was the first four women to ever graduate from. And it's one of the most prestigious business wow. schools still to this day in the world. And amazing, right? So this mm. really brilliant woman in the world mm. <laughs> before, like she is a pioneer in her time. And my grandfather said to her, don't work. We were in the middle of the great depression. She was an amazing singer. She wanted to do her singing career. She had this amazing business degree. And he said, don't work. Mm. Let other people who need the job have the job. Oh, and wow. so from that point, right. And, and understandably when you're in the middle of the great depression and they had enough money, I can understand and appreciate the the sentiment behind that. Like it wasn't yeah. like, you're not good enough. And he's like, I can come to work in my business. So she worked in the business. She helped him. And, um, and I'm sure she was a massive part of his amazing. Of course, growth, right? of course, of course, of course, the, the woman, the neck, yeah. right? <laughs> of course, of course, without <laughs> a doubt, without a doubt. Right? But in the meantime, like she was always giving her time. So then she became an amazing philanthropist, phenomenal. She raised and donated millions of dollars and, and created all sorts of programs for the city of Chicago. And mm. they're, you know, impacted millions of people. And my mom, the same way, like she worked, but it was not like a, I would say she catered from home. It was like a home job, like a, you know, it was money, mm. not money for groceries, but it wasn't mm. like some massive thing. Mm. Um, and where she really shined was in phil uh, philanthropic work. Mm. So what I witnessed growing up was give away your time. <laughs> don't make money for it. You can mm. be really smart. You can be really amazing, but you don't get to make money for it. Right. Okay. That was your ingrained and belief. Yeah. Without actually knowing it. Mm. And so it took me a long time to be like, I value myself enough to charge what I'm worth. Mm. I value myself enough to charge for things. And not only that, like when you come from wealth as well, so often they want you, like, it doesn't matter which wealthy family, I don't know anyone I've talked to that isn't this way. The family has a path for you. <laughs> Yes, of course they do. Yeah, there, there is a path that you are meant to follow. Mm. And should you go off said path, there's some seriously big consequences that yes. tend to happen. Right? Yes. Um, and so I think a big thing that happens when we start to look at money mindset with that is around how do we like for me, one of the big things I've had to do is be able to stand in like, I know this isn't what you want of me, but I'm going to mm. do it anyway. Mm. And from that also comes the the prostitute um, archetype, which is yes. I sold my soul for millions of dollars, hmm. right? Because yep. over my head lingering was, well, if you don't do what I want you to do, I'll take then the, money. the money. Yeah. And then, then basically you're, you're selling yourself for the money. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And then you completely. sell yourself for the money, hmm. which at the time when you don't think that you can make more than millions of dollars, 
that's what you're going to do. Mm. And that's what you've been breeded. So like, I also was breeded, like your family money is God, right? Mm. Not the divine being, not that I have an infinite source. <clears throat> right. And so all of these beliefs together, which most people cannot actually tell you, like sitting here for people who've actually heard anything about wealth will probably be like, Oh my God, this is the first time I've heard this mm. right? <laughs> because it's not spoken about lots of no. places. And when you have money, you don't talk about money. So all of these things, they, like it doesn't get existent. And so it took me a long time to really get to like the root of it. And from that place, it's taken me the last couple of years to really start to, you know, like, it's one thing to know it, as you yeah. know, it's yeah. another thing to shift into. I feel safe to now speak my voice without my family wanting to disown me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel safe to sit here talking to you about this on a podcast, knowing yeah. that somebody might listen to it and I might be, I might be in trouble for it. Yeah. And actually, you know, like, and to get to the point where it was like, this message is more important than yeah. maybe getting disowned, mm-hmm. maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a big thing. It's a big, it's a big release that has to happen. And yeah. so from that place, Last year, it's when you asked me like what happened last year is when I finally was like, I've had enough. Like I started downloading and especially when COVID hit last year yeah. and, and everybody went into lockdown um, right at the beginning of it all. I just had this like fire in my belly. Like I'd never had before that was around Carrie, you know, like my grandfather in the great depression helped raise tons of people up. Like yeah. He made money through it. He mm. raised people up. He helped. And I was like, how are you any different right now? You know that you can help these people and nobody has to go down a hole in it as we were talking about. Like this is all, whatever happens for us this year and moving forward and whatever's going on in the Mm. world, what happens on our personal level is up to us. Exactly, absolutely. It's your choice, yes. It's our choice. And Mm. I knew that and I was like, I must be a stand for this. And I took a stand in a greater way than I ever had before. And in a five-day, like, um, I did like a five day feng shui for cash now, like, you know, freebie mm-hmm. thing right at the beginning. Cause we're all stuck in our houses. I was like, let's, let's go feng shui your houses and shift your energy so that when you're stuck in it, you can still be in the space that's going to help you create abundance. Exactly. And in that week I had a group of people that was, uh, anywhere from like the lunch lady at school. So I'm like, I'm, I'm talking like we had the ranges, the lunch lady at school to, um, people who are making multiple, multiple six figures a year in this mm-hmm. group. If I had had this group with a multiple six figures a year group, I, this would not shock me. But mm-hmm. in this group, there was about 30, 30 to 40 people that were like really active. We made $102,000 that week cash wow. brought in. Okay. And I was like, holy moly, when everything is closing down, everybody's freaking about money. I'm like, okay, there's my stand. And mm-hmm. if we can do this, like what else is possible? Exactly. And so for me, that was like a moment that completely shifted the way that I knew that I had to show up in this mm-hmm. economy, in this world. And that's when after that, soon after that, the book idea came through. I didn't know how I was going to write it, but I knew that I had to write a book and I signed up and I just wrote the book. And so I wrote the book called The New Wealth, Magnetize Abundance, Hold Your Wealth and Leave a Legacy. Started my podcast, The the Wealth Alchemist. Um, Financially, everything has been going up and up and up and up in my business. And, and someone who's saying, right, the investments, like I used to, like I also last year took a huge amount of effort. Um, I, at the beginning of the last year, this was a huge lesson, huge, huge, huge lesson in sovereignty and finances. At the beginning of the last year, I felt like I should pull my money out of the market. This was before COVID hit. Hmm. And I was like, I should pull my money out of the market. And I called my financial planner. I had no idea why. Now, 
I, I'm guessing you're much the same as me that you live by intuition and guidance and you don't yes, have to exactly, it. exactly. Just, yeah, exactly. That's, like, how, it just that's, is. How, that's what works. That's what works. Yes. That's it. Right. And so when I got the intuitive hit to do that, I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? Excuse my language. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm allowed to swear pulling out money when you don't know what you're doing with it. You don't know what you're supposed to like, again, the sovereignty piece. I have a financial advisor for a reason because I sit in my lane and I do my work and I do my business, but my financial planner was going to take care of that stuff over there. Hmm. Right. And he did and blah, blah, blah. And then I just knew I'm like, I, I'm not supposed to have it in the market. Two months later when COVID hit and the market crashed, like, you know, bottomed out. Hmm. I remember the day that it was like, I think it was like $15,000 gone in one day. Hmm. Right. And of course it wasn't gone because it's never gone. No, but it's the money out. dropped. Yeah. yeah. It was out of my account for that moment. Mm. And I had to learn a whole new like level of nervous system mastery Mm. (laughs) because I was like, holy moly, that's a lot. Mm. And I'm like, and you just kept watching it drop and drop and drop and drop. And I sent him a message and I said, never again, Mm. never again will I not trust my intuition. I didn't understand at the time. I didn't know why, but I would be a lot more money up right now if I had not listened, if I had actually listened to myself. Mm. And so then we've, we had quite a few debates about it over the year. And finally, towards the end of the year, I pulled my money out of the market. Once it had recovered enough, not, mm-hmm. I didn't get all of it back, but recovered enough. Um, and so to me, it was a huge journey last year on really empowering myself around sovereignty in growing mm-hmm. wealth and, and being able to, because I think when we actually give financial advisors without actually having any input or knowing what's going mm-hmm. on, we are totally disempowered. Yeah. Yeah. We give all our power away and we're com- completely at their disposal. So if they make a mistake, we, we suffer and it's, it is literally being, and, you know, giving and, power away. and the fees that are associated that they're hiding from yeah. us and the money that's being, and it's like, there's so much in that. And then the second that I pulled it out and I started, cause I didn't, I pulled it out after I'd learned more, right? Like I wasn't stupid Obviously, about yeah. it. I started to learn more and I started to figure this out and I started to talk to somebody and I got a mentor in the, in the DeFi space who I'm having this, um, this workshop with this weekend. And he really helped me to be able to feel confident enough to have the power to take care of this myself. And, and then all of a sudden I started seeing things that there's like, oh my God, I can make 12% interest, uh, like putting it into a savings account. And it's that simple and I'm making more money and I have no problems in my nervous systems. It's not going to lose money ever. Mm -hmm. Like why wouldn't that have been there forever? Oh, there's other places that I can actually make stably even up to 30% interest and da, da, da. And oh wait, look at over here. There's some other places. I'm like, I had no idea how much we could do with our money yeah. and like how much we could do that's stable and safe and how much that's a little bit more risky, but then learning how do we have that risk in yeah. a way that's good and for And it's us. not managing a portfolio. I think this comes with financial education that you need to understand that you need to, you need to risk manage. There are certain part, parts of your portfolio which you can risk more and certain parts you don't. And this right. is which comes with financial education. The more conservative you are, the less risky investments you take. And the more risky, you know, the more um, open you are to risk. Again, you would never, as a, as a steward, of, um, you know, financial manager, I would say, you would never risk all of your capital anyway. You'd, you'd have portfolios accordingly. Right. And, but there's nothing to tell you that you can't manage. And I, I completely agree with you. I have a and then it doesn't have to take a lot of time as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I personally don't have a financial advisor. I have a financial planner. I do have a financial planner who actually works out. Okay. So this is what you need to do. And this is how you can do for tax purposes and whatever else, but they're planning, not advising me where I'm investing. Cause I'm that, <laughs> I think I've spent enough money, lost enough money to be able to pay for my education that way. <laughs> I think I've paid it already. 
And the truth is, and like, this is the other thing that I think that is such an important lesson in all of this is that none of it's guaranteed. No, even, even what I do isn't guaranteed. And I looked at my husband, like literally last night and I was like, and what if we lost it all? What if I went so all in on everything in testing all these things out? And what if, who, who knows what, who knows because of COVID or what? I lost it all. Everything. What would happen then? He's like, well, we'd figure something else out. Yeah. And I think of how many people, billionaires Mm -hmm. that have, have gone bankrupt, that have gone under, that are hundred million dollars in debt that are like, it's, and they come back up and they come back up. There's no guarantee. It doesn't matter how much money you have. And I think it's a a huge falsity that people believe that like more money gives you more safety. It doesn't. Um, It means you're more to lose. Well, the way I see it, Carrie, it's all about the mindset thing. So this is what I talk about, you know, the, the four money mindsets. If somebody is at that level who's a multimillionaire, they have a rich money mindset. So use the example, I'm not sure how big a fan you are for Donald Trump and put aside his politics and his personality, but this is what he's proved time and time again, that it's, he loses money, he makes money. He's got mm-hmm. some money, that's why he keeps losing it. But he has made it again. And there are neither examples, even, even Sir Richard Branson, he has come close to bankruptcy a number of times. And he's lost, you know, he's made these projects. I remember his famous Virgin Cola, which is atrocious, <laughs> went down the drain. But he's such a fantastic entrepreneur. He came back up and they come up stronger. It's to do with the mindset. This is what I talk about quite a bit. It's all to do with the mindset. Your money doesn't give you safety. It's no. your mindset does. And this actually reminds me of a story I'll quickly share with you. There's a, I can't remember which, uh, where I read this from one of the books, or maybe my mom told me, but she said to me that, um, I remember this, this, this scenario that when you, you know, this, there's, a, there's an old man and he's got his grandson and, you know, his grandson's a bit worried and whatever else. And he, he's walking down with him and he says, you know, Grandpa, how do I know that you know I'll be okay and whatever else? And he was, I think he's worried about the wolf or something, and you know what's going on and what happens if the wolf comes and this comes and that comes, and the grandfather's like listening very attentively and just you know cares and listening to all these this could happen and that could happen and this could happen and that could happen. And as a child, you know all the different scenarios coming out, and the grandpa's this wise old man keeps it very smiling, listens to him, and then he takes him in front of him. There's a tree and there's a there's a bird sitting on one of the branches. Now the bird's quite big and the branch is quite thin okay and he said look at the bird and the the son the grandfather goes oh okay and he goes what do you think is keeping that bird up okay is it the branch or is it the knowledge that if something happens to the branch it can fly away it has wings Mm. so it's that idea so you the branch you may be sitting on could be weak you may not know that it's a weak branch the poor bird had no clue there was a weak branch it was just sitting there quite plump okay but the idea is if you have the knowledge and the mindset that doesn't matter what comes your way, you'll fly. You'll find a way and you fly. Exactly what you said yesterday. This is the mindset we need to be in. And that's the mindset you have now, which I so love and adore and I admire because that's what's going to, it doesn't matter what's thrown at you tomorrow. <laughs> COVID came out, the, <laughs> the flipping blue. We didn't see it coming from anywhere, right? Something right? a bizarre comes up. You know, you know, it doesn't matter if things go belly up and if your investments go and crypto, like a certain portion of my thing is now in crypto, that goes belly up. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's interesting. I think a lot of people don't even ask themselves that question. Yeah. Right. Like it was, it's a powerful question to say, you know, like to look at the two sides, right. To look at the risk portfolio of it and say, if I lose it all, am I okay? Hmm. Because when we come neutral, you know, as far as energy goes, when you come neutral on not having it and having it like 
that's when it explodes. doesn't have a charge yeah right it doesn't yeah, have a become, charge yeah, when you, exactly so when you become neutral and uh, neutral through the idea of losing it and it just becomes yeah it's fine i'll make it again that is when your portfolio and your money just explodes because that's when you no longer have the fear of losing it and that's when you're actually free that's when you're financially free well let's say when you have a million pounds in the box in the bank it's more when you have that mindset you know what it's okay I know how I can get money. Yeah, it's so true. And it's, it's funny, we were talking about it in the clubhouse last week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just saying like, you know, coming from a wealth perspective, you know, when you've inherited money, it doesn't mean that you've actually got the belief that you can have it. It doesn't yeah. mean that you have a good relationship with it. Um, it doesn't mean that you feel worthy of it mm-hmm. and any of the things that you have to do to earn it. And so sometimes like that is a big thing. Like, you know, it doesn't yeah. necessarily ever build a good relationship just because you have it. And so right. I know when I look at some of the people who I know that have inherited money, I'm not going to say any names. Um, it's a huge stress in their lives, mm-hmm. even though they've got millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, because they haven't built that relationship with it. And everyone has a relationship with money, whether they know it, understand it, or even recognize it. They do. And I think the thing is, if, you, if you've built yourself up, and this is what I talk about from, from the other perspective. So I'll just quickly tell you that my father did have a lot of money. So he was a self-made billionaire, would be a billionaire in today's standard. But he, he lost all of his after my mom left him. Um, my mom left him because he remarried. That's another story for another time. But what I've then I've I've come literally come back up and I've I've got even though he died and he died he didn't die penniless he died a millionaire but not to the level that he could have been. So he was still a millionaire when he died. He left not a penny to me or my brother. He, all his wealth and everything was given to his second wife and his children from his second wife. Um. So but I had the belief that my father can do it. I can do it. And I probably am at this moment, even though I received not a penny from my dad, not another through my education, not, not anywhere else, and uh, no as an inheritance, financially, I'm probably better off than both his other children who he left money to. So mm. it's that relationship that you built and I had that in that. I mean, I've had to work on a lot of things. <laughs> you both have worked on our mindsets a lot. <laughs> but we've, but my, my, my thing is, I've got a fabulous relationship with money. And I don't think, and exactly what you say, it resonates with me. Just because my brother and sister, my half-brother and sister have inherited that money from my dad, they don't have that relationship with money. So I don't see them prospering with it, even though I, me and my brother have come with nothing. And I've built up a pretty, pretty decent lifestyle, a pretty decent life with literally zero. And we, I grew up in a council state, you know, it would be the, uh, the downtown or whatever it's called in America, but it's like really council state, really rundown area, really poor area. And being a dyslexic student come to where I have, uh, I've, I've arrived, I wouldn't say I've arrived, but I'm very comfortable and working towards something. It's very, it's quite shocking. Whereas my brother and sister, my husband have lived a lap of luxury, have absolutely everything. And even now when my father passed away, he left, they're multimillionaires, you know, they've got enough money. But I completely agree with that point. They don't have that relationship with money. No. And this is why, you know, like to me, it's like, if I could stay, say like one of the things I take a stand for is like, how can I help as many people who've inherited money, whether through, inheritance through medical things through um, Mm. lottery is a different story but divorce because when we receive these this money and we haven't earned it there's you know like i'm still working layers of the entitled princess it's deeply inside you know and today literally my husband was like and it was about my body actually it didn't have anything to do with my money today but he was like carrie that's the entitled princess blah 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 and i'm like you're right (laughs) dang it i thought i'd gotten through the entitled princess stuff far out. (laughs) 
And it's not like, it's so ingrained in who we are when you're raised in it, right? Like you're an entitled princess. That's going to get whatever it is that you need. And you're always looked after and but like, I'm always looked after if you look after me and I play by your rules. Right. Yeah. yeah. You have the (laughs) the conditions. Yeah. You know, you have to, you can do whatever you want as long as you sign this box. Yeah. So, Uh yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I'll pull it from you if I don't like what you're doing. Oh yeah. 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 It's it's always hanging over you. I mean, that reminds me of of a famous thing that I think we've, you know, we know what's happened over here in the UK. Uh, You know, someone actually quite, I really like Prince Harry. So he is a fabulous, fabulous guy. And and I love his choice of wife too. She's a right firecracker. And they've (laughs) literally done exactly that. They've left and they've not celebrated hugely when I saw that yeah and I I completely understand why they're they're doing it and I talking to you it makes even more sense because he's he's not rejecting the royal family he's just trying to stand in his own ground and trying to be his own self away from the normal you know box dimensions you can do this but not this and stay here not there and so forth and it completely makes sense because with that, you don't have the freedom. I think the one thing we all crave is our autonomy, our freedom to be who and who we want to be, with or without money for that matter, right? Absolutely. It's interesting because one of the, the things I always talk about with people, you know, so often people want to take on the queen or the king archetype yeah. in, in relation to business, money, all mm. that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't really like the queen archetype. The mm. queen archetype, actually, when you look at the queen of England, she has no power. She has no power. She has, she has none. Yeah. She, can, she, she can't say what she wants to say. She can't do what she wants to do. She has to be governed by the church or the, the state. And she just, I mean, I mean I've loved watching, um, what's the show on Netflix? Crown. Queen? Uh, the Crown. Crown. Yeah, the Crown. The Crown. To, to watch like how literally limited she is yeah. yeah and she's just a paper stamp unfortunately she's a she's lovely but she all you know the, the our, our parliament passes the laws and she puts a paper stamp on it and she gives a that's the that's sovereignty that's it that's, that's it and it's not and people and like people like thrive to be the queen and i'm like no she doesn't actually have power people <laughs> like the empress hmm go for her. She's like, she created that. She dominated. She decided she made it. She gets to create the rules. She gets to do what she wants to do. And, and I think it's such a more empowering archetype. But when we start to talk about that, that queen archetype, I'm like, she's such a disempowered place. I love it in relationship to like, if you were to look at the king queen archetype, as far as relationships go and how you can interact and be like, you know, however you want to play that role. Um, but in finance and, and, and speaking your truth. And it's like, it, 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 it literally, especially for me, cause it was such the disempowering piece of it was like, you have to play by our rules and you mm-hmm. have to do it this way and da, 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 da. And it's not, it doesn't teach anybody to actually be in relationship with money. And it's one no. of the things I fully like, for me, it's like a huge lineage shift in my family because I'm like, I teach my kids. I talk to them about all of it because I'm like, mm-hmm. I do not want you guys to think this is all going to get handed to you. You have to show up. You have to create your money, mm-hmm. like teaching them how they do that. What is it to have a relationship with money? How do you earn money? What do you do? I love that. Money? I love that. I love that. It's just that tells me that I'm talking to a fellow, <laughs> fellow person. That's exactly the kind of thing that I say to my children don't expect to inherit from me you're going to make your own money you're going to make your own way and yes I'll, I'll provide you the best education possible the best opportunities possible i'll give you a head start i'll give you the capital required to start whatever you want to start but you make your own way through life not because i've done it and at the same time i'm not putting exactly you know the box you have to do this and have to do this i am not doing that anything be happy go and create whatever you want to do but yes they 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 think my my philosophy with them is the first priority you need to have, do you go be, you know, one wants to be a, a film editor, the other wants to be a police officer, go and do that. 
those are your day jobs that you you work that's your passion you're working on but make sure that you're aiming to become a multi-millionaire because that is a non-negotiable thing you become a multi-millionaire yourself and then work on your passion do whatever you want to do have the freedom to do whatever you want to do because financially you've taken care of yourself yeah and i think ultimately the best thing that we can do you know in changing this this pattern for ourselves and i get like i said for me and my story had to be around ultimately living into your own purpose. And that to me is where like, if you ask me the mindset and where everything shifted was finally like, you know what? I have to stop living for other people. Mm -hmm. I have to stop people pleasing. I have to stop making it about everybody else in the world and finally just choose me and and not me, but because it is me. And it's also the bigger picture of me, right? You know, like you and I both, we have a bigger message and- And I had to stand into that and be like, it doesn't matter what other people say, think, and, and you and I both know that with the message that you and I stand in, there's plenty of, plenty of people who want to throw crap our way, (laughs) especially this last year, as I'm out there, like, you can go and make more money. This could be the best year of your life, blah, blah, blah. And people are like, who the heck do you think you are? Like, do you know what we're living in? I'm like, yes. And millionaires will be made this year. (laughs) I have no doubt in my mind about it. I will watch them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to get that. I mean, that's why you, you I, mean, I always say, you know, people will either love you or hate you. And if in somebody, if it's someone in between them, you're doing, you're not, you're not saying your message correctly enough because people should be polarized either to loving you or hating you because it means you're saying your message, you're standing out loud. People in, who are neutral towards you, they're not listening. And, and this is why I think it's important to go out and be yourself and say a message. And I love that. I love that about yourself, about you just carry you need to stand there and you know you're helping people. This is the, the amazing thing. You know, not only are you creating your wealth, but you're helping other people to do theirs as well. And that's how, so it's a win-win situation. And I, this is from, from Zig Ziglar, you know, help enough people to get what they want and you'll get anything and everything you want you want, right? And this is exactly what you and I both do. We're helping people around us to get everything they want. And in the process, why should we be paid? And we get paid to get everything that we want, which is fabulous. Well, thank you so much. Very for being- fabulous. <laughs> thank you so much for being with us, Kerry. Tell us, where can we find you? And how do people sign up for your three-day event? It's not my event. I'm doing this event with somebody else. Ah, okay. But I will have. So you guys can get in touch with me because I will be able to help you after this three-day event. Like, So this is something I've been working on mm-hmm. since like July last year is really working to understand for myself and to be able to be able to teach this. And it's like the culmination for me mm-hmm. um, to be able to teach people to have this unstoppable portfolio in the digital currency space. So yeah, you can just reach out to me. You can email me, Carrie, K-E-R-I at Carrie Norley, K-E-R-I-N-O-R-L-E-Y.com. You can find me on Instagram at, at K-Norley, K-N-O-R-L-E-Y. Facebook is Carrie Norley one, facebook.com forward slash Carrie Norley one is my personal page. And on my website, you can actually go. I have a little freebie, a little four-part mini-series on uh, wealth mindset. I can't remember what I called it. Four-part wealth mindset mini-series is I think what I called it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can head over to kerrynorley.com and you can grab that too. Fabulous. Can you tell us the name of your book again so we can pre-order that, right? Yes, you can. It's called The New Wealth, Magnetize Abundance, Hold Your Wealth and Leave a Legacy. It is on Kindle. And in the next few weeks, fingers crossed, I should have this as the um, physical copy for everybody to be able to buy. So you can go on over to kerrynorley.com forward slash new wealth book to be able to pre-order your copy there. Fabulous. And all the links that Carrie just mentioned, we will have them. So depending on how you're listening to this, if you listen to this in the podcast, all of these links will be in the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, 
down below we'll have it on all there um in the description thank you Ooh, so also much. actually let me add in really quick too the podcast as well you can go oh, yeah. over to the wealth alchemist podcast we can and goal you have to come onto my podcast we'll i would love to i would love to i i i love talking to you we're gonna have you back carrie for you know without a doubt we need to have you back and you will get carrie to teach us something specific on our money talking segment that's on wednesdays so we'll definitely have her back for that so and I would love to come on your podcast. I will I, I I thoroughly enjoyed today's conversation. It was so much fun. Right. Thank you so much, Kerry. And for those listening. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you so much, everybody who's listening to us right now. I will be back on another Friday feature with another amazing guest sharing how they changed their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gold Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.golkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.